Did you know that your body only has one mechanism to lower blood sugar other than exercise? But what happens when that one mechanism that you have begins to fail? The concepts that we're going to be discussing in today's show are easily the most important and critical topics in all of medicine for the next 20 years. Hey everybody, Aaron Wenzel here, host of the Concierge Medicine Show, where we give you the discussions that you need to be having with your doctor in 30 minutes or less. In today's show, episode 7, we are going to be talking about the holy grail of health. Quite simply, the most important health topic we could ever be discussing is this concept of insulin resistance. I know in episode uh, 2, we talked about diabetes but at the core of the diabetic epidemic is a concept that is now starting to get a little bit of traction in mainstream media, but is still grossly underappreciated for its importance. This concept of insulin resistance, to be diabetic is to be insulin resistant. Insulin resistance is a phenomena that is so misunderstood and it's never taught you would think the way we're taught about diabetes, you just wake up one day diabetic. It's just not the case. Diabetes is actually a spectrum where over the course of 5, 10, 15 years, you become diabetic. This spectrum of becoming diabetic and then from the point of being diabetic to an out of control diabetic, this is all the same continuum. This spectrum, and it's a spectrum of insulin resistance. Your body beginning slowly, early on in the disease, ignoring this mechanism to lower and normalize blood sugar. This is a very critical point. You do not wake up diabetic. You begin with mild insulin resistance. And when the insulin resistance gets to the point where your blood sugar gets to 126 or seven teaspoons of sugar, just two above a non-diabetic, you get the title diabetic. The challenge is most of you, most of my clients, 50% of my private clients who walk in my door are not diabetic that they know of, but they're insulin resistant. The moment they walk in the door, I'm identifying that they are well on the spectrum, on the path to becoming diabetic. Maybe you've been called borderline, or maybe you've been called pre-diabetic. These are all fancy terms for insulin resistance. You are well on the path to diabetes if you are insulin resistant. In today's show, we're going to uncover this and unpack this concept to break it down for you so that you have crystal clear perspective on what it means to be insulin resistant and how to reduce your insulin resistance and therefore improve your overall health. In order to do that, we've got to answer some really critical questions. First of all, what is blood sugar? I know this might, if you've been listening to the show for a while, this might seem like a little bit of a redundancy, but I think it's really important to anchor this in. And for those of you who are just joining us for the very first time, 
blood sugar is a mechanism by which we deliver fuel or energy to our body so that we achieve the primary goal of all living things, which is life, staying alive. You've got to have energy to live. And as humans, we have preferentially chosen and been designed to utilize sugar in the form of glucose in our blood to feed our vital organs so that we stay alive. So at the most fundamental level, blood sugar is energy. Okay. The next question is, why is sugar such a big deal? Well, sugar is a big deal because we have three forms of nutrition, but sugar from carbohydrates is the simplest, most readily available, easiest to use, provides us life, which is our primary goal, with the least amount of energy. And if you're designed to stay alive a long time, you'd want to do that as simply as possible. And what would be really extra special is if this form of energy that keeps you alive, if you had the ability to once you reached enough, you could take all of that out and store it for later. That's what sugar is. Because sugar, once it's hit its capacity of 100, your body doesn't want you to get diabetes and it wants you to stay alive in a famine so it will not waste any of your sugar. It will push it all to a storage form of energy, which is called fat. That's correct. Sugar is converted into fat through one step. One intermediate step is all it takes to take sugar and drive it into a fat cell. This is hugely important. So how does insulin resistance occur? In order to answer that, we got to understand normal first. So what is this concept of insulin resistance? In order to understand insulin resistance, I really need to share with you normal. What does your body normally and by design do in the presence of elevated blood sugar? So what is this relationship in a normal setting between blood sugar and insulin? We've already established that blood sugar is what you need in order to stay alive. What we're now want to discuss is when your blood sugar begins to rise above 100, that immediately sends a trigger to your pancreas to release the hormone insulin. Insulin does two things, which it's the only two things that it does. Number one, it lowers your blood sugar by driving that blood sugar into cells and converting it into fat. That's what happens. So as blood sugar normalizes, insulin goes away completely. And you have this relationship in a normal scenario where sugar rises followed by insulin, sugar falls. That's normal. Sugar up, insulin up, both come down. As your body begins to ignore insulin, in other words, mild insulin resistance, it's resisting the effects of insulin, you get a rise in blood sugar, a rise in insulin, only you don't get the drop. There are a number of consequences here, even in the early phases of this disease, because number one, your blood sugar remains elevated for a prolonged period of time, which in and of itself is not the issue. The issue is, is that because your blood sugar remains elevated, Insulin hangs around for a longer period of time and we begin to develop what we call a hyperinsulin state. In other words, we're 
overexposed to this hormone insulin. Over time, as your blood sugar remains elevated, even in the presence of insulin, your body recognizes that you're still hyperglycemic. So your body says, well, we got to we got to get some insulin. We got to drop this down. But we already have insulin. The body says, I'm sorry. It's the only mechanism I have to lower your blood sugar. So more insulin shows up. Then you get a drop. Over time, even that's not enough. And you'll need more and more and more and more. And what's happening simultaneously is you are now moving away from normal blood sugars, which the upper limit of normal is 100. You're chronically above normal which means you're chronically hyperinsulin state. This is where the disease really starts to go sideways for everybody because this chronically elevated state of insulin is trying its best to lower your blood sugar, but your body is resisting it. The, the higher the amount of insulin resistance, the higher amount of insulin that you need in order to try to drive those sugars down. So, this is the basic premise of insulin uh, resistance. But why is this a big deal, right? So, so I have an elevated blood sugar and I have high insulin. So, here's the problem. Insulin resistance is a chronic progressive disease, which means if left alone, it not only doesn't go away, it gets worse. This is a problem. Because if left alone, that fasting blood sugar of 100 then becomes a fasting blood sugar of 126 because your insulin is unable to normalize that sugar. The moment you have two fasting blood sugars of 126 or higher, guess what you've been diagnosed with? Diabetes. You might be saying, that's not fair. I would agree with you. But this is how tight your body controls blood sugar. It's super important to be alive but we want no extra because we don't want diabetes. So your body will let you go in a normal state to 100, but you have diabetes at 126. That is a tight, tight window, and we have to get this right. If you need more discussion around diabetes, please go back to episode two. We talk at length about diabetes. For here, I wanna just talk about it in the context of insulin resistance. What happens when it's left alone is that you have this inability to normalize your blood sugar because your body is ignoring insulin and you ultimately become diabetic. To be diabetic is to be insulin resistant. You just are profoundly insulin resistant as opposed to mildly insulin resistant. And an out of control diabetic is also insulin resistant. They're just out of control. They, 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 they have the inability to respond to any level of insulin that your body is able to produce. And what happens to those people when they go to the physician? It might even be you. What does your doctor put you on even when you can't, with your pancreas working overtime, you can't produce enough insulin to get that sugar down because your body's ignoring it. Guess what they put you on? More insulin, right? Of course, it, of course this is everybody's experience. This is a huge, huge problem. Here's why it's a big deal. Elevated insulin does a number of horrific things. This is why diabetes is a big deal. It's because of the hyperinsulin state. Number one, elevated insulin makes you fat. That's what insulin does. It is a fat-making 
hormone. It not only blocks you from ever being able to burn fat. This is why diabetics cannot burn fat until they normalize their blood sugar. They just can't. It's not that you're a bad person. It's not that you're not smart. It's basic biochemistry. We've got to normalize your blood sugar. And if your body's ignoring the only mechanism to get that blood sugar down, you're going to be in trouble. So high levels of insulin make you fat. High levels of insulin also cause cravings. It's constantly pounding your brain in your craving center. And if insulin is related to blood sugar, what do you think insulin makes you crave? Sugary foods, carbohydrates. Absolutely. This is a bad scenario. This is why diabetics are always hungry. High levels of insulin also raise your bad cholesterol and your triglycerides. This is a heart attack waiting to happen. This is why all diabetics will end up with heart heart attack or stroke, all of them. Matter of fact, the American College of Cardiology says that having diabetes is what we call a risk equivalent to having established heart disease. That means if you had a twin brother that had a heart attack but no diabetes and you've never had a heart attack but have diabetes, you have equal risk of having heart disease in the future. The reason is insulin stimulates your liver to overproduce bad cholesterol suppresses your good cholesterol, increases your triglycerides, and you're a ticking time bomb. Not to mention the inflammatory changes. The third thing high levels of insulin do is it increases total body inflammation. Why does total body inflammation matter? Because the root of every disease known to mankind is rooted in inflammation, arthritis, chronic pain, acid reflux, Alzheimer's dementia, stroke, cancer, This is serious, serious business. The inflammatory process that takes place in the presence of insulin is severe. And when you're always in a state of elevated insulin, you are chronically inflamed. Allergies, rashes, joint pains. It it just never ends. Literally 80% of the Western world's medical problems is directly affected by this spectrum of insulin resistance, therefore keeping you in a chronically hyperinsulin state. This is, I I mean, I made a bold statement at the beginning of the show. I mean, I really, without any hedge, I believe that this is the most important concept to to become a master at and to correct uh, in all of healthcare, at least for the next 20 years. This is the health issue. I mean, we could go on and on and on, and all of these subcategories are all discussions amongst themselves. But at the core of all of them is this concept of your body ignoring insulin. Because other than exercise, insulin's all you have to normalize blood sugar. And when your own body fails at it, you get put on it. This is not good. Not good. And remember, insulin resistance is a spectrum Diabetes, you don't wake up diabetic. You start out insulin resistant for years. But you've been told, don't worry, you're borderline. Just keep on plugging down the road. What? The fact that we don't actively hunt and pursue and seek out insulin resistance in order to treat it is borderline criminal. It's, 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 it pains me, um, but I, I promise you, in my, in my clinic with my private clients, this is, 
this is on a very short list of priority number one. Uh, you know, I mean, I have two or three things that I am hammering day one, hour one of a brand new client. We are, I'm sniffing out, looking for any reason that I might suspect insulin resistance is at play because I absolutely want to prevent diabetes or reverse diabetes. And we do, but you have to be proactive about it. You got to be, you have to have clarity. You have to be informed. You have to know the right questions to ask. And so how do you know if you have insulin resistance? This, this, is a, this is a great question that you need to start thinking about. You need to start thinking about what are the early signs? So typical early signs uh, in me, for me, clinically, the first sign I see is typically a slow rise in blood pressure. Uh, you know, we pass off, oh, you know, blood pressure is a little bit high, but that's often one of the very first signs because of the pro-inflammatory state. We start seeing rises in Blood pressure top number, the systolic, typically 135, 138, 142. There may be no other symptom, but that is suspicious. It's not diagnostic, but it's one of the earliest signs we see. We also see increased belly girth, uh, that waistline that keeps growing a half inch, an inch every year. Every couple of years, you got to get a neck size up of slacks. Um, we start to see an increase in your LDL, a suppression of your H. DL, which is your good cholesterol. We start to see a rise in your triglycerides. These are all very suspicious of early insulin resistance, all while maintaining a normal or an upper limits of normal blood sugar. And your doctor says, don't worry, you don't have diabetes, but you're likely insulin resistant and pre-diabetic and well on the way if you don't radically make some changes. Um, kind of a an early but a later early finding is we start to then see rises in your fasting blood sugar from 85 to 90, 90 to 95, 98, 105, 109. And you're still, I have patients who are in the, the low 100s who still are being told, oh, don't worry, you're not diabetic. Yeah, but 126 is diabetes. This is a huge disconnect. Uh, some of the later findings, um, you might actually start to be told or you may have been told uh, hey, I think you're borderline, you know, make some changes. Great. They don't tell you what to do except eat less and exercise more. If you want to know more about exercise, last week we did a d dive into exercise. Check that out. Uh, episode six, but you're being told that you're borderline. This is a telltale. I mean, if you're told that you're borderline, you are definitely insulin resistant for the females out there that have polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS, Part of the diagnostic criteria is insulin resistance. Matter of fact, the treatment for PCOS is treating the insulin resistance. Um, if you're already diabetic, uh, if you have chronic fatigue, uh, you're being told that you need to be going stat, need to be going on statins for your high cholesterol. This is often uh, a sign that uh, your insulin resistance is progressing. Um, uh, if you have a suppressed thyroid uh, or if you start to see a precipitous fall in your free testosterone, both males and females, these are all signs, kind of late findings of the insulin uh, resistance spectrum. So with all this information, what do we, what do we go to our doctors and have conversations around? I, I believe that we have a few questions that we need to have. Um, and I think that you need to have a very pointed conversation with your physician and say, am I insulin resistant? And they'll either know what that means or they won't, or they'll either know how to diagnose it or they won't. It's up to you on how you pursue it if they don't know what it is or don't know how 
to pursue it, my suggestion would be to find a physician who understands it because this is the game. This is everything. Um, and you can help them. You can do your own research on insulin resistance, but generally speaking, you need to be looking at your total cholesterol panel, which is looking at your bad cholesterol, which likely is elevating. Your good cholesterol, HDL, is probably being suppressed low. Um, your blood pressure is starting to rise, usually 135 over 80 or greater. Um, you're beginning to see um, truncal obesity. In other words, you, you're not getting heavy except anywhere around the belly. These are all very, very telltale signs that insulin resistance is at play. So if you find it, the next question is, I want to treat my insulin resistance. How do I treat insulin resistance? And there's really, there's really only a couple of ways. Number one, radical, radical diet changes. You've got to make some profound changes in what you're putting in your mouth so that you don't keep an elevated blood sugar, so that you don't keep forcing your body to deal with that blood sugar with insulin that you're ignoring. You've got to reverse engineer the outcome. You've got to minimize or eliminate the things that raise your blood sugar so that you give your body a chance to recover because that mechanism that God gave you, you're ignoring. So you can't keep taxing that. You've got to fix your diet. Please go back. Uh, last week's episode, we did a nice talk on nutrition. I think it'll be valuable for you. The other, other than diet, exercise. This is one space that exercise is magic, right? I mean, you've only got two ways to lower blood sugar. The best way is not to eat it. But presupposing you find a way to consume something that raises your blood sugar, you've only got two ways to lower blood sugar. One is insulin, which by definition your body's ignoring because you are diabetic. Exercise is the only other way. You have got to make exercise, whatever that means for you. Remember, go back into that previous episode. I give you the five phases. Just start where you are. But using those muscles to consume and burn that free sugar is the only other way that you've got to normalize blood sugar. Please, please implement fitness not for weight loss, but to reverse insulin sensitivity. Uh, I'm sorry, increase sensitivity by reversing your insulin resistance. You've got to use exercise. So fix your diet, um, exercise. But what about when diet and exercise aren't enough? You might be at the place where either physically you can't move or you're already working out and your diet is on point. You've made those corrections and you're your, your blood sugars are still elevated. Your cholesterol numbers are still going the wrong way. It, are there any medic, medication options? And the answer is yes. Emphatically, yes. The drug of choice is metformin. It is first-line treatment for diabetes. Um, but if you understand how metformin works, you will understand why I put all 100% of my patients who are insulin resistant get put on anywhere on the spectrum. If they're anywhere on the spectrum of insulin resistance, they're getting metformin. The reason why is metformin works by increasing your body's insulin sensitivity. It's the opposite of diabetes. It's been around 100 years. It's safe. 
It causes a little bit of GI upset for some people the first week or two they're on it. Those usually subside. And there are only a handful of people where this medication doesn't make sense. And it's uh, if you're allergic or if you've got bad kidneys, have a discussion with your physician about adding metformin. I push metformin doses until I start seeing flip in their numbers or until we get to max dose, I put, which is 2,500 milligrams a day. Uh, I, I go all the way because I understand how this drug works. I don't start with the drug, but certainly if diet exercise is not yielding the outcomes that you want, you got to think about medication and your doctor can help walk you through that. But metformin, I'm a huge fan of. And for those of you who are diabetic, if you've ever had a low blood sugar episode, metformin does not cause hypoglycemia. So it's fantastic for the non-diabetic, but just mildly insulin resistant who need that jump without the risk of low blood sugar. All of the other oral low blood sugar uh, medicines, the hypoglycemic medicines, have a risk of hypoglycemia. You don't want low blood sugar. The fourth question I want you to be able to have with your doctor is, is if you already are diabetic and you're curious whether you're treating the diabetes yet or are you re- you're curious whether you're really attacking the root which is the insulin resistance and like i mentioned with the previous question metformin is a critical component of your medication regimen if you are diabetic and not on metformin that's a problem unless you've got kidney disease if you're a diabetic on insulin and not on metformin it's almost criminal because by virtue of just using insulin, which your body is already ignoring, you're forcing yourself to have to give so much insulin, way more than you need to. By simply adding a metformin regimen, you will be able to reduce the amount of insulin that you're exposing your body to, therefore curbing a lot of the negativity that comes from that hyperinsulin state. Listen, I'm not suggesting you just go out and find somebody to write you metformin. Talk with your doctor about, should I be on this? If not, why? Get some understanding around this treatment. Uh, The last question is, is there anything else besides um, metformin, um, diet, and exercise that you can do? And there are a couple of things, but those are going to be for other shows. Um, they're really deeper topics. I've already gone over a little bit of my promise of 30 minutes, I believe, on this show, and I apologize for that. But this is, this is a rich topic, and, and I feel like uh, really we need to spend the time discussing the importance of this to give you the tools to, to have these conversations to make massive impact in your health and in your well-being. Um, and, and, you know, to, to say that this topic is a big deal at this point, I know you know that that would be an understatement. You, clearly, I'm sure you can see that I'm passionate about this. I think this is the deal, um, um, the, the most important thing to get right. I just, I'm, I'm committed to that. We're going to have lots of future shows about this. Um, but, you know, listen, if you're, if you're pre-diabetic or already diabetic, Heck, even if your goal is to just not ever get diabetes, you got to master the concept of insulin resistance. you got to know normal. And you got to understand what happens once normal is broken. Insulin resistance, boy, it's a, it's a big deal. Here's the big take-home point. Um, there's likely nothing more important as it pertains to your health than understanding this concept. Uh, 
and doing something about it. You've got to improve your health and there's nothing you could do to have a greater impact if you're somewhere on the spectrum of insulin resistance. You will, you will receive an incredible return on your energy, effort, resource um, by really mastering this and taking action towards improving your health and improving your insulin resistance. Listen, I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, I, I hope that it brought value to you and that you've learned some things and that you're really encouraged to go have some really meaningful conversations with your doctor that will greatly impact your health. Uh, leave your comments and your questions. Um, uh, share uh, and you know uh, subscribe to our show. We, we enjoy the, 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 the connection and the connectivity, the, the interaction. And uh, if you feel like giving us a review, those are always really great too. Until we meet again, take care. Hey everybody, thanks again for watching the show. I'm sure it goes without saying, but I feel compelled to share with you. Obviously, I want to help uh, as many people as possible. Um, but before you make any medical changes, please, please consult with your physician. Don't do any of this on your own. Um, you don't want to put yourself in any harm's way. And um, again, thanks a bunch for watching the show. If you have any questions or comments, again, please leave them and we'll get back to you. Take care.